everyone, I am Emily Lee from the Next Generation Diagnostics Summit. I'm really pleased to have the opportunity to speak with Dr. Massimo Cristofanili, Professor of Medicine, Associate Director of Translational Research and Precision Medicine, and Director of the Oncoset Precision Medicine Program from Northwestern University. He will be giving the keynote presentation at the Circulating Tumor Cells Track as part of the 10th Annual Next Generation Diagnostics Summit, Tuesday, August 21st in Washington, D.C. Massimo, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So what is the topic of your keynote talk and its significance? So my presentation will focus on a combination of biomarkers that will be able to measure in the blood in patients with advanced cancer that will focus clearly to metastatic breast cancer. We know about CTCs and the prognostic value enumeration of CTC and how you can assess biomarkers. We have been discovering more and more the value of cell-free DNA in a way to identify actionable mutations also for longitudinal monitoring. But the blood is also a source of other type of cells that can be recovered, characterized, and monitored. For example, we studied a few years ago, starting with 2014, this circulating macrophages associated with tumor cells that appear to have an additional prognostic value with regard to the patient with metastatic breast cancer, and not only that, but also with advanced malignancies in general. So we have presented additional data last year in ASCO and this year in ACR, and I want to put it together, all these, these components, to see how they interact and how we can gather information on patient outcome, but also in better ways to not only design a targeted therapy, but also include immunotherapy for advanced metastatic breast cancer. That's wonderful. Now, in your opinion, are both CTCs and CFDNA important, or are they just redundant technologies? Well, I think this is a very important question because the field has been shifting from CTC to sub-DNA without truly understanding what the role of each modality and technology is. I think they are actually complementary in a way because the self-free DNA obviously naturally identifying mutations derived from the metastatic lesions can give us some information about the better therapy and the mechanism of resistance. For the CTC might not only be informative of the metastatic process, and that's why it's more difficult to detect in all the patients, but in a fraction of them. There are different phenotypes of CTC, so technology have been trying to capture as much as possible. We went from immunomagnetic to microfluidic system, but allowed also to perform some basic morphology and also uh, immunostochemistry analysis if these cells were recovered beside obvious limitation in single cells and single cell analysis. Both of them allow to study heterogeneity of the disease. They appear to be clearly a problem when you're trying to define treatments and treatment resistance. As of now, what do we know about the relationship between CTCs and the immune system and how to leverage that knowledge for liquid biopsy application? I think the CTC allowed us to better assess the interaction with the immune system. I mentioned the CAMOS, or this associated uh, macrophage expression of innate immunity. But we are able to assess PDL1 expression, and we look at the interaction with T-lymphocytes. Sometimes we integrate with flow cytometry, and we see the patient with CDC usually have a deficiency in T-cell functions or immunity in general. So clearly indicating that in some of these subsets, some specific intervention in immune therapy may be appropriate. Of course, this is much more common when you have cells with a phenotype of stem cells, and so uh, especially with EMT cells, where the immune escape is essentially the rule. And we have to uh, better identify hospital epitopes that may allow to 
study uh, to intervene with vaccines or other modality of immunotherapy. So I think CDC not only informed about the metastatic process per se, but also the mechanism of metastasis and how this is related primarily to deficiency of the immune system. What do you want to see more in the liquid biopsy field? Well, I think it's time for the industry to incorporate liquid biopsy in patient stratification and patient-directed therapy. We have seen a number of retrospective analyses, for example, metastatic breast cancer, showing that patients with a specific mutation, like ESR mutation, are resistant to aromatase inhibitors. In retrospect, that was the misinformation. We have seen that, for example, the tissue that is so difficult to collect in metastatic studies will not allow to get this information real time. We have seen the CDC can stratify patients in more aggressive and less aggressive disease, and this information has still has to be integrated in the design of the study to show how our treatment can have impact definitely overall survival. So I think the incorporation in trial design, almost working a confined diagnostic, is what I would like to see for the field and all the technology to work together and be successful in that. In your opinion, when should one expect clinical utility of liquid biopsies, and would it be in five years or more than that? So this question is somewhat related to the one that we just addressed, meaning that if the therapeutic study are associated with the incorporation of liquid biopsy testing, it will be much easier to have, uh, obviously, using in clinical care every day, we will have uh, clinical utilities. We know already, as I mentioned, the respectful some specific subset of breast cancer patients with a THG kinase mutation or ESR mutation that we know which treatment will work better. Now, these molecular markers were not incorporated in the original design. It was just a correlative study and a secondary endpoint. So this, obviously, will take a step forward much quicker, not only allowing the treatment to be approved in a more expedited fashion, but also to facilitate the liquid biopsy incorporation in clinical practice. I don't think this is something that the technology companies to take it themselves. It's a collaboration. If you want to do the clinical utility, the important component is, of course, the treatment and stratification. In the past, we made a mistake to consider the technology aspect the most relevant in order to do clinical utility. But without the therapeutic component, I think we are missing that. Massimo, what presentations and sessions are you looking forward to the most at this circulating tumor cells meeting? Well, the program is really rich, very difficult to pick one. I think I always admire Dr. Richard Cote for the effort that he put in, in improved technology. And, of course, this comes from the background of pathology. So I think I admire him for this major effort, and I'm looking forward to his presentation. I also think that the, Dr. Pauletti presenting the resistance to endocrine therapy certainly is one of the presentations that deserves attention. Dr. Sunita Magret doesn't require any introduction for the incredible work that she did with other politics. And, you know, the dream is still to culture and develop organoids from CDC because these are the expression of metastasis, as I mentioned. So Dr. Min Yu is probably one of the presentations that could provide us some new insights in that field. Massimo, thank you so much for your time and insights today. Thank you. 
That was Massimo Cristofanili, professor of medicine from Northwestern University. He will be speaking in the circulating tumor cells track at the Next Generation Diagnostic Summit this August in Washington, D.C. If you'd like to hear him in person, go to www.nextgenerationdx.com for registration information and enter the key code PODCAST. I'm Emily Lee. Thank you for listening.